0: Let's open our Bibles tonight to the book of uh, 2 Timothy, and this is going to kind of dovetail on what the video mentioned and what Woody just shared a moment ago, and we're going to look at uh, something that's maybe an uncomfortable topic per, per se, but I think it's very applicable considering what we have uh, listened to tonight, and that is how to handle persecution. How do we handle Persecution. I want to start out with one verse. We're going to go to a couple of verses tonight, a couple of different passages. But I encourage you to look at Second Timothy, chapter three, and we're going to begin uh, looking at uh, starting in verse uh, eleven. Let's start there. The example of Paul talks about this: uh, that you should have a life, manner of life. Purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Iconium, or Antioch at Iconium in Lystra, but persecutions I endure, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. And verse twelve, yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And so that's kind of our, our launching verse, if you will, tonight, verse 12, especially, that all who live godly in Christ Jesus, will suffer persecution. We're going to talk about that, and uh, this is kind of, it's based on the video, this is something very important. So, question is this, persecution. Will you face persecution? Well, it depends on exactly to what degree. I think usually when we think of persecution, we think of, you know, the martyrs, maybe like uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. How many has have ever read that, or maybe some of the stories in that? Uh, I tell you what, that's a, a book that should be in every Christian's library. Uh, It's just good every once in a while to read that, read what uh, folks who have gone before us, what they have went through for the sake of Christ. Now, we might not go through those exact type of persecutions, but the, the moral of the story is this, that fact that all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. In other words, if you bear the name of Christ, there is a possibility you could suffer for the name of Christ. Now, when we when you evangelize, when you tell people about the Lord, and you tell them, hey, you get saved, God's going to bless you and everything, great. We sometimes leave out, well, you could face persecution too, by the way. But that's a fact of the matter. And I think here in this country, we have been blessed. We have been blessed. We have immense freedom to worship, to pray, to read our Bibles, to go to church, as, as really as we have freedom to do that. No one, there was no checkpoint uh, stopping you at the gate before you came in here tonight unless unless I'm you know miss something we all have the freedom to come here tonight uh, you have the freedom to, to pray you have the free, we have a lot of freedoms there are some limitations that have happened theres we do have limitations example in the workplace in our schools for example there are certain things you can and cannot say or do or cannot do um, and it, it varies depending where you work or depending where you're at that's beside the point though but the thing is this that more often than not if you live that consistent lifestyle, that there may come a time where we feel will face persecution. This may not be, per se, your situation, but we see that throughout the world. Uh, there are parts of this world that it is very dangerous to be a Christ follower, to claim the name of Christ. It is very dangerous to do that. And I think we should remember those who are in affliction, those who are in bonds, those who are, uh, who are suffering even now for the sake of Christ. And I think this is one thing I want to point out before we get in more of our study tonight is this, that when we talk about persecution uh, uh, as, a, as a believer, this is not persecution-based. Actually, if you look at the books of 1 Peter, for example, he deals specifically with that, with the persecution that those believers uh, were either facing or were about to face there. And uh, understand this, that when we are persecuted, may it not be that we are persecuted for whatever political party you affiliate with, whatever sports team you may cheer for, okay, that's a different type of persecution, all right? Maybe that's just good banter, if nothing else. But nonetheless, when it comes to persecution, the, or the suffering that we do, endure, it needs to be done for the sake of Christ. And I think that's the key difference in, in that type of, uh, of thing. So with that in mind, we're going to kind of deal, there's five uh Ideas that I want to present tonight. This will kind of move quickly here tonight, but how to handle persecution. First of all, point number one is this that the believer is not immune from suffering for Christ. The believer is not immune or um, protected, if you will, from suffering for Christ. Just, again, there are some folks who preach that, hey, if you follow Jesus Christ, your life is going to be good to go. You're just on your way to heaven. Everything's going to be, you know, roses and sh- sunshine every day, right? Well, that's if you, like I said, if you consistently live out what Christ has, following His steps, you are going to face rough roads at times. Maybe not every day, but there will be times that could happen. Turn with me over to the Book of John, chapter fifteen. John chapter fifteen, John fifteen, and beginning of verse eighteen. So this Jesus Himself is giving these words and what to expect. As followers of him. John 15, beginning in verse 18. It says, or Jesus said, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of this world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. So the thing is this: the world is at odds. The world's system is at odds with God's system. The kingdom of the world is different than the kingdom of Christ. Okay, it's like oil and water; they don't mix very well. Okay, and uh, so First in, in John actually deals with that. Okay, uh, so as we are we are looking at this, in other words, that the world hated Jesus Christ. Uh, we talked about this morning in Isaiah 53 how that Jesus was despised and rejected of men. Okay, he, he faced rejection uh, in his life, and those who follow him can face that same rejection as well, or, or similar rejection at least. And so here's the point in bearing the name of Christ, we must be ready to suffer for Christ. Now, I'll be honest with you if you talk to those who are doing the persecuting, whether it be in Russia, uh, whether it be other parts of the world, who uh, there's different parts of Africa, for example, that really make life difficult for followers of, of Christ. And uh, the thing is this, if you pinpoint and ask these persecutors, if you will, well, why are you doing this? Why are you picking on these Christians? Why are you picking on that church, for example? I'll be honest with you, most of the time they really don't have a good answer. They probably don't even know why, per se. Other than the fact that, well, they're, they they don't belong with us. They're not one of us anymore. There's a lot of things they could say, but really, they don't have a good answer as far as why they do that. Okay, again, when we suffer, if we have to suffer, if we have the privilege of suffering for Christ, let it be done because we are Christ's followers, not because, like I said, because of a political party or whatever else. Help. We need to. Peaceably among all men, as Romans says. Okay, so so here's the point. Number one, the believer is not immune from suffering for Christ. That can happen. Uh, number two, remember, and this is important. When you go through suffering, remember that Christ was he suffered too, or he was persecuted too, as he just said here. Uh, but look at this. When we suffer as a, in persecution, go with me to the book of Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter three. As we look at this passage, Paul here is giving his, uh, his testimony, again. his upbringing. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, Hebrew of the Hebrews. Uh, he was very zealous for the law. But what do he say? All those things that were gained to me I counted loss. Okay. And here's the point of the matter. As, as he found who he is in Christ, look at this. It says in verse 8, chapter 3, verse 8 of Philippians. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ and then skip down to verse 10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and here's the, the key uh, phrase here and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death in other words when we are persecuted we share with the sufferings of Christ that's the idea we share in the sufferings of Jesus Christ and um, when we suffer, we live after Christ's example. First Peter 2, verse 21 says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow in his steps. Okay? So the idea is this that we're not going out here on this on the sidewalk of the street here and say, Hey, come on, world, persecute me. You know, we're not trying to put a target on us. I actually met people who are like that. They like they like put a bullseye on their chest and they go out and you're like all right, come on, hit me with your best shot for Christ. You know, that's, I think that's uh, provoking the spirit, I'll be honest with you, in that regard. But nonetheless, w- what's important is this. Just simply following diligently after Christ, that we follow in his, in his steps. So when we do suffer for the name of Christ, we, uh, we uh, like I said, we share in the sufferings of Christ. And that's to his glory. Uh, and Paul, that was his testimony, as well as the other apostles as well. So very important. So remember that Jesus Christ was persecuted too. That is so important. In other words, you're not alone. It's not unique to you. And that's why I think um, when we look at the testimonies of those who have gone before, it's like Fox's Book of Martyrs. You think of missionary biographies. I try to read at least one or two a year. And you read of uh, the, uh, the, the stress and the persecution that they went through. Um, and and just you can kind of just see how Christ is magnified in that. It's not something for us that we would go out and and uh, basically sign up for the, be oh, I want to be the first one persecuted type of thing. But no, it's that daily living for the Lord. And when persecution comes, you can say, you know what, Christ was persecuted too. I'm going to follow in His steps. Be faithful in that regard. The next thing. Third idea, first of all, the believer's not immune from suffering for Christ. Remember, Jesus was persecuted too. And then number three, persecution can deepen our faith. There is actually value in persecution. What the believers, what we just heard the testimony of here a moment ago, that aspect is deepening their faith. Persecution, I believe what it does, it, it really, it's kind of like saying, will the real Christians stand up? You kind of get to tell who are the real followers of Christ during that time. Now, it's not pleasant. There is times where we try to avoid it. I mean, no one wants to get hurt, okay? That's not the idea. We're not trying to, um, to, to gain that. But here's the thing. Persecution can deepen our faith. It can lead to maturity. Go over to the book of James. The book of James, chapter 1. And begin reading in verse 2. James, chapter 1, beginning in verse 2. James says this, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers or many temptations okay, or testings. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So the idea is this, that when you go through many testings, many temptations or testings in life, and that includes suffering, that includes persecution, what is the result of this? Is that you have patience... Or that, or excuse me, that uh, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, or endurance is the idea. Let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, one nothing. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect, you'll never do anything wrong, but it's the idea of maturity. Uh, completeness is the idea. You grow in that, and that's the idea. So it can like I said, persecution can deepen our faith, it leads to maturity. You want to know a strong believer? It's those who have gone through the tough stuff. When they go through the fires, if you will, they come out forth as gold, okay? Those are opportunities where it deepens our faith. I think, too, here's another thing, too, that persecution reminds us to keep the main thing the main thing. I think so many times we're distracted, even in our Christian world, of all these other things, other issues going on. Persecution can drive us to remember keep the main thing the main thing, do you remember in the book of Acts when the apostles were persecuted, when they were in prison, when they were beaten? Uh, do you remember the reaction they had? I'll give you one example. is this, when Peter and John were, were arrested by the leaders, the Jewish leaders. Uh, it says here in Acts 4, And they called them and commanded them not to preach or not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Okay? You've heard that a lot. There's places that they say that. But what did Peter and John answer? They said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In other words, when the temple leaders were saying, James, or excuse me, John, Peter, stop it. No more of that. Don't talk about that man. What did they say? We're keeping the main thing. We are just simply saying what we've seen and heard. They didn't try to create some new philosophy. They just stuck with the main thing, and that's simply promoting Jesus Christ, okay? Even in that suffering. And by the way, there were more incidents after that. That's just Acts 4. You read later on. Remember, Peter was in prison. James was killed. Acts 12, for example, where that happened. And then you go even into Paul's imprisonment many times. uh, Talk about having a jail ministry. Apostle Paul had a really good one, okay? He even broke out of prison and didn't even leave, you know? (laughs) So... Pretty amazing when you see see that regard. Okay, so persecution reminds us to keep the main thing, the main thing. Number four, persecution can strengthen the body of Christ. Now, this is kind of an, a challenging one to think about. Persecution strength can strengthen the body of Christ. It was Tertullian, a Christian historian, said the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Uh, persecution many times has done great things for the body of Christ, for the church. Okay? Believers are strengthened. Uh, sometimes they're spread apart. Think of this. When the early church was centered, first of all, in Jerusalem, and then persecution developed, what happened? Those apostles and those disciples started going to regions beyond. They go to Antioch. Eventually, have Paul and his missionary journeys. Barnabas goes to Cyprus and many other places as well. And the, the word of God spread because of persecution. God used that to spread the gospel. And here's the thing as well. As believers are persecuted, they bond together greater because it can lead to a greater love, comfort, unity, and prayer for one another. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 uh, talks about having brotherly love one for another. And then verse 3, it says, Remember them that are in bonds, talk about those who are persecuted, those who are unchanged, those who are in prison, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. So it's a time for us to pray. So even though we are somewhat comfortable here in Maple Grove, When we see videos like this that are going on in Ukraine, we hear reports from Russia that our hearts should be knit with these believers in love, comfort, unity, and prayer for them. And you know what? One thing I really, I've heard this from so many folks as well, and I saw this in our church in Israel, actually, that we we would hear, you know, churches are praying in America are praying for you over there. But you know what? A lot of these believers who are going through tough stuff, they're praying for us. They're praying for us that we be steadfast in the faith as well. Man, I mean, we think that's the opposite way around. Have you ever gone somewhere, maybe you try to encourage someone, you want to be a blessing and you came away more blessed? That's kind of what we have going on here. So persecution can strengthen the body of Christ. And last but not least, persecution reminds us of the presence of the Lord. Persecution reminds us of the presence of the Lord. He doesn't leave us nor forsake us, Right? It says in Hebrews 13, for he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Like I said, they can kill the body, they can't kill the soul. It's amazing what the Lord has done, but God is present with us. You think of Daniel and the three worthies who were in the furnace of fire. God's presence was with them. Daniel Linesden, the angel, was there. Uh, to be with them and also we see in the book of Acts remember Peter was in prison James had just been killed by Herod Peter himself was in prison and waiting to be killed himself and we know that the angel came tapped Peter on the shoulder said come with me they went out out of the prison and a really amazing story Uh, the book of Acts is an action book a lot of action going on there, but you see the hand of God all over. And it says in Acts 12, verse 11, And when Peter was come to himself, after he got out of prison, he said, Now I know of surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. So God remembered Peter while he was in bonds, while he was in prison. Just as God remembered them, God will not forget our brothers and sisters who are in harm's way themselves for the cause of Christ. He does not forget us. He does not leave us. He does not forsake us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And remember this, God gives us his peace. This is something that, again, we might not ever face the persecution like their experience or, or those like, for example, in China, different parts of Africa. Um, uh, there's just a lot going on. I, I remember, and I've, and I've told this story before. Back a couple years ago, uh, dear friend of, of ours um, uh, Ben Sinclair, who is now the, the president of Baptist Mid Mission or not Baptist Mid, Baptist World Mission. Uh, back in 2018, uh, he was driving a family that had just arrived at Cameroon. Uh, they had only been in the country for 12 days, and as Ben was driving the husband and the wife into town, they were ambushed and shot. And uh, the uh, the man uh, named named Charles is his name. He was shot and killed right there. He gave his life just 12 days on the mission field. They they had to be basically evacuated uh, with the military and all that, get out of there. They had to come, they had just dealing with all that. They were persecuted, they faced, they suffered for the name of Christ in that regard. Uh, Charles had, had Charles Wesco lost his life for the cause of Christ. And that, that's just a, one of many who have done that, facing persecution. But in all that, my friend Ben, he will tell you that God was with them. He never left them. He was that constant friend and constant guide who was there to help and give them that peace. And so I think this, more than anything, as we see what has gone on here with the report tonight, that our hearts should be knit with these in harm's way. Uh, there's other reports as we on Wednesday night, we often hear of our missionaries and other workers around the world, and it should thrill our heart and it should strengthen our, again, partnership with these missionaries. We don't just throw money at them and God bless you. This is a partnership, this is a relationship that we have with these workers who are serving the Lord around the world. And uh, I tell you what, I can't wait to get to glory and see how that relationship developed. Uh, praise God for that. Amen pray this has been a blessing to you tonight. Probably much more we can say about persecution many other examples in the Bible. But uh, nonetheless, some key points. So again, as a recap, the believer is not immune for, from suffering for Christ. Remember that Jesus was persecuted too. Persecution can deepen our faith. It can strengthen the body of Christ. And a persecution reminds us of the presence of the Lord. And with that, we keep moving. And by honest with you, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Absolutely. Keep pressing on for the Lord.